Hello, my name is Simon Miller from What Culture Wrestling, and you are listening to the Podmania Pro Wrestling Podcast, and you better keep listening to it. Why? Here's why. You're, You're listening, listening to, to the Podmania, Podmania Pro, Pro Wrestling, Wrestling Podcast, Podcast, a sample of the best pro wrestling podcasts we can produce on our tiny budget. Check us out on Apple Podcasts, Podcast Addict, CastBox, and all other podcast platforms. If it's wrestling you want, check out more of our great content at podmania.co.uk. Let's do this. Welcome to another episode of the Pod Mania podcast. I'm your host, Rob Goodin, and I'm joined by Chris O'Brien and Garth. We are getting in to the issues today, ladies and gentlemen. No lists, no reviews, just opinions. So let's start with an interesting topic. Chris, what is your beef with Noel Gallagher's new song? I don't have any beef with it. I think it's fine, but the fact that Garth comes along and goes, it's his best one since 2002. <laughs> Fuck off, Garth. <laughs> hey, but look. Listen. I'm- to his first, album. Heel? his first album is a masterpiece. <laughs> Second album, not quite a masterpiece. So it's some fucking pop from there. Riverman, great song. You know we can't go back. A little bit of to see. A fucking classic. Third album, a bit weird. A little bit weird. But you know what? Some people can take that, Garth. Apparently not you. Been around for music for years, but apparently can't take it. Jesus Christ, Garth. And you think, it's a bit of a boring song. That's the thing. And Garth is like, oh, it's the best one. Fuck off, Garth. But it's Christmas. <laughs> It is Christmas. It, how's Christmas bells in it? And how's a good what's video? Your, what's your everyone's favourite Christmas song? Before we get going. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we were laughing at him before the podcast came on for drinking peppermint tea. Now I bet he just snuck that in so we could try and look cool. Do you know what though? We're not hundred percent sure whether that is a bottle opening or a pellet falling out of his shotgun. So <laughs> <laughs> Oh, um, put yourself with a shotgun. That's real. That's real. That's not really ergonomic, is it? No, not really. Not not in the slightest. Like, I find a lot, so I can like, somewhat speak to this. If you're going to give yourself a gun, the really bad way to do it. As a disclaimer I, for everybody listening, this is going to be an absolute shit show. <laughs> Basically, ladies and gentlemen, um, we were supposed to record on Friday night, but Rob got drunk, so we couldn't record on Friday um, because <laughs> I kept so drunk. To himself into third person. <laughs> Basically, I kept pushing the recording date backwards and backwards and backwards until it turned into about two in the morning. I was like, I don't think I'm going to make it, guys. I'll be perfectly honest. Um, so rather than come up with a list or any sort of structure to what we're going to do to this podcast, we just got a general discussion and uh, we've got some interesting topics and i'm sure we're going to have some interesting takes i simply cannot wait to just drop the jim Cornette name and watch chris and garth go at it like hungry jackals um that's what half of what the group chat is nowadays (laughs) it is it's garth and chris arguing about jim Cornette and me just sitting back with 48 notifications going oh i need to mute this chat (laughs) (laughs) Um, but first of all Boys and girls, we have a new face in the Firefly Funhouse. <laughs> now, this was uh, was given to us by Fox WWE Twitter page, which is an absolute minefield of gold. It is absolutely brilliant. But they said that Bray Wyatt would be introducing a new face 
to the Firefly Funhouse, so everybody, of course, on the internet went, it's definitely Liv Morgan. So we <laughs> tuned in to be completely rickrolled in the fact that Bray Wyatt has just come up with a title belt with his own face on it. Now, I'm all for personalised championships. I'm all for custom championships. I'm all for the one that Bray Wyatt had when he wasn't champion. Now, first of all, before I ask your opinion, have you seen the price that they are currently selling the replica belts for? Isn't it? Isn't it one thousand six hundred and fifty dollars? Okay, uh, Garth. What do you think? Six it is? and a half grand. Six thousand four hundred and ninety-nine dollars and ninety-nine cents. Do you know why? It's the real. It's been reason. made by like, Tom Savini, horror legend. Who? Yeah. Could... Tom Savini. He's like um like a Hollywood monster maker. Okay. What's he done? <clears throat> um, Bray Wyatt's mask. <laughs> when I he did like um, stuff on the thing, he did stuff on um, what the fuck do you call it? Um, Dusk till dawn, all that sort of stuff, like monster makeup and stuff. Uh, but I've probably seen any of his work. Oh, he's great! I love it. Um, Would you pay like... seven grand for it though, Garth? Nah. But they are the reason it is is because they're all handmade by him and numbered and signed. They're I'm only made like a limited edition. I'm going to wait for the fifty dollar one from WWE Shop. <laughs> and I'm going to wait for the twenty quid one that's just like foam and plastic. <laughs> I really hope they're selling them at UK Takeover. Uh, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, so like six. Do you have any idea how many bubble teas you can get for six grand? I'm a student. Six grand is about as much as I make in a year right now. You're a student. You make money. Yeah, well, yeah, because up here, um, student loans. You're not. You're not um, obligated to pay them back. Right. <laughs> Fuck me, <laughs> So angry at me. Anyway. Shut up. What's your opinions? Anyway, opinion on the belt is why I was going with this. Garth, let's start with you because I'm annoyed with Chris. <laughs> I, like, I like it. It's to be fair, it's it's quite simple. It's basically his face stretched across it in a sort of sort of gross way with what is it, hurt and heel written all over it. Yeah, and then let him in, I think, across the strap as yeah. well. I think it's is it supposed to be Made to look like he's just knocked it up himself. I, d- I don't really know. I think it's just, to be honest, when I first saw it, I hated it. I just, I thought it looked cheap. I thought it looked shit. But when you actually see it all stretched out and actually in its full glory, it actually looks pretty cool. You can see all the stitching and everything like that. It's sort of in the shape of the North American tile from NXT. Um, yeah, I suppose in, in a sh- way. Not- not well, in I think, I think like it's it supposed like, to look. It's, like it's not face supposed face. to look like it's like it's been stretched over the tile. Yeah, like um, have you guys ever read um, the Batman story, Killing the Family? Yeah, where he mm-hmm. cuts that guy's face off and wears it. No, oh, sorry, he cuts off his own face and gives it to the doll maker. No, he cuts cuts it off his own face and wears it. Well, he cut he cuts off his own face in Detective Comics number one, 
and then kind of um, stole it back because the police kept it as evidence. Because nice. <laughs> Bants, apparently. Yeah, Bants. <laughs> um, Chris, what do you think of the belt? I think, I, it's, yeah, it's fine. Like, it's, it's a really good custom belt, but also we just did the custom belt thing with Dino Bryan. We did, but I like the idea that we're going wholeheartedly into the whole Bray Wyatt is a split personality thing. So Bray Wyatt has got a belt and The Fiend has got a belt. I quite, I quite like that idea. And I quite like the idea yeah. that it is completely different to anything we've seen. We haven't got that stupid fucking W on it. So, yeah, I, I didn't like it. I'm not too fussed about it now. Honestly, I think you mostly like it because Bray Wyatt's like your boyfriend or something. So. <laughs> well... I'm glad you brought that up, Chris, because yes, I love the man. I want to have his weird fiend babies. However, <laughs> something I'm not I'm a fucking I'm fan of is the... You birth. I'm just imagining you now giving birth to him. It's like, oh, good news. <laughs> it's a boy. Bad news. You've blown your fucking cock off. <laughs> One thing I'm not a fan of, of Bray Wyatt, is the idea that is being currently a apparently bandied about by WWE Creative. Now, recently, um, we did a review, ladies and gentlemen, of WWF SummerSlam 1994. And Chris, what was the main event of that? It was... An, oh, fuck, are we doing Bray Wyatt versus Bray Wyatt? Apparently, one of the ideas being bandied about, not at Mania... Apparently, Mania is already <clears throat> sorted. They've apparently they've apparently already got the match for Bray, but apparently, something they are looking at doing is Bray Wyatt versus Bray Wyatt because WWE can't let us have nice things, guys. WWE can't let us have things that we enjoy or repeatedly watch on YouTube. No, no, no. They've got to stick their stupid fucking fingers in it and mess with it. So yes, we could apparently be getting the absolute shit show. We didn't want Undertaker versus Undertaker. But instead, on top of that, we also had Kane versus Kane, which was, you know, a 10-star Podmania classic. And then we <laughs> followed it up with Bray versus Bray. I'd like your general opinions on that absolute fucking shower of liquid dog shit. I, um, who the I, fuck are they going to get to play? The fiend? I, have a rather, I have a rather vulgar analogy for this. Go on. Okay, so the fiend is a fingering. You're enjoying yourself, so and progressively they've um, been put more in, and you think you're fine, you think you're full, but then the dude's a cunt and just starts fisting you. That's basically what WWE is. WWE is a fist that ruins your cunt. <laughs> um, <laughs> when I first started this podcast and I put my pod put the podcast on the hosting site, I had to check a box as to whether this podcast has explicit language in it. I put yes, thinking, oh, I'll probably drop the old the old F-bomb or anything like that. I never thought I'd have to hear the word fisting the cunt on my own podcast. <laughs> Quite so regularly as well. <laughs> it's every episode. <laughs> oh, I like, not, like, if when we do this weekly, you just sort of get accustomed to me, but now that it's been, like, ten days since the last recorded with Rob, he just doesn't know how to take me at this point. <laughs> it's like I'm desensitised to him while I'm, while I'm podcasting with him. Then if I have any sort of time off, I'm like, fucking hell, I forgot just how Scottish he was. <laughs> this is... 
this is like um people must tune in for this shit <laughs> for Chris's fucking analogies. It's like this is the reason why people must tune in and listen to Jim Cornette. <laughs> Except I'm not a massive cunt gap. Well, I am, <laughs> but I'm not racist and I'm not sexist. Right. Well, this seems like an interesting segue. Um, before before we do segue, I don't know who they're going to get to play Bray Wyatt or The Fiend. Is it going to be Husky Harris? Interesting. Hey. Whatever happened to him? I don't know. Like, I think he, he went down to... You shit. I think he went down to Mexico <laughs> to work with the orphans of El Generico. He could have done. He could have done. He could have done. Um, so, Jim Cornette then, guys. Now, Chris... Wait. Yeah, nice. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> so basically, Jim Cornette was, and I use was, the colour guy uh, for the new NWA show Power, which I think we've all watched at least one episode of. I've watched yep. about the run so far. Really enjoyed it, but I've also not had the time to keep to watch all the rest when I want it. So. No, no, I'm exactly the same. Enjoyed the bits that I've watched. I haven't been able to watch it all. Garth, it seems right up your alley because Same. it's old. The prompts yeah. have been... Like, <laughs> Nick Aldis has been great. Like, his promos are just unbelievable. Well, not unbelievable, but, like, they're very believable, but just really good. Yeah, I mean, their pay-per-view actually is in... It's two weeks today, I believe, Into the Fire, isn't it? The 15th? I, I will be pirating the fuck out of that. <laughs> You probably wouldn't need to. They'll probably put it on YouTube. <laughs> probably. Um, the main event, apparently, that is Aldis versus James Storm, which I'd be fully into that. Because the, the build for that's been excellent. Yeah. Because, I... like, <clears throat> they've actually kept them apart all the, all this time. Just well, they didn't be able to size those tag matches, but, you know, that's just how you do it. Yeah. To be honest, I mean, I don't think I'm out of line by saying that they are the two biggest stars in the NWA at the moment. Yeah, um, not my two favourite though. I really hope we do something good with Eddie Kingston. Well, there's Eddie Kingston, there's Eli Drake, even Caleb Conley's decent. Tim Storm? Murdoch. I was surprised yeah. though, alright. <laughs> Speaking of Murdoch, um, we talked <laughs> about Jim Cornette a couple of minutes ago. He has recently resigned from his post as colour commentator on the NWA show Power um, for unfavourable remarks toward friend of the show Trevor Murdoch um, in his match with Nick Aldis. Now, (laughs) what he said was in relation to chicken, a bike, and Ethiopia. I'm not going to repeat the entire quote because (laughs) I like the podcast and I don't want it to be taken down. Uh, well, actually, I've said that, and then immediately in my head, I've just gone, yeah, but Chris has just said about fisting in the cunt, so I think we're probably fine. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't been cancelled by now. Yeah, that is true. Um, we got, we got close. Say again? We got closer than Manchester. We did get close. It's all right, that got cut out. Nobody knows about that. <laughs> yeah, you d- and you've just sort of given away what the issue comes. No, he hasn't. <laughs> Stop calling people cunts. Could have been anything. Could have been not Manchester United. Who are doing yeah, terribly, by the way. I know, all the, I know all the footballs. You know, normally when 22 men chase after balls, um, it's considered quite feminine. But as soon as I'm, I point that out, suddenly I'm the gay one. Uh, anyway, go on. Garth, opinion on Cornette. Go. Well, everybody knows I, I like Cornette. I don't agree with everything he says. 
obviously. But I think you have to t- not not take everything he says with a pinch of salt because no, because it comes out of his mouth. But I think he says a lot of stuff without fucking engaging his brain. Uh, this is, I mean, I listened to his podcast after this and he, he brought it up. It was the main sort of part of his thing. And I think he said it's a joke that he's used a number of times in the past and it's never been picked up. This time it got picked up because he's used it and the the world is a different place, basically. Um, which, I mean, what he said was fucking stupid. And the, the jokes about Ethiopians, it was a thing in the past. Uh, people used to joke like people like Eddie Murphy all those people have done it in the past but most people have left that shit behind because it's not fucking funny anymore he doesn't seem to have but I say that all the fucking people coming out of the woodwork condemning him like fucking he should be sacked he should never work again all this bullshit it's like yeah I bet you laughed at fucking Starving Marvin on South Park and I bet they did and I bet they still laugh at all the fucking unsavory jokes on Family Guy and all that shit so there's a massive fucking hypocrisy on the internet at the moment of people witch hunts. That's what it is. Everybody jumps on Cornet now for anything he fucking says because he's prime target and he sets himself up for this stupid shit because he's a bit of an idiot. But, yeah, jumped before he got pushed, I, I guess. And I agree, yeah, he shouldn't be fucking on TV if he's doing that, but that said, I do still think he has stuff to offer when, if it comes to creative or just where he's not mild enough on telly. But, yeah, I think he got his just dessert, but I think people do still go overboard with him. He's a, he's a almost 70-year-old Southern American man who probably holds the same values as quite a lot of those people, but he just seems like he has a public platform that gets out there and it some of it is quite offensive. But, yeah, he got what he deserved, but I still do think people are a little bit shit-hot to jump on all the bad stuff he does, but doesn't ever highlight the good stuff he's done. So, yeah, he gets what he deserves, like I say, but uh, I still I still like to jump on it. Counterpoint I don't think I don't, I, I, I don't think he means... I don't think he is inherently trying to be horrible to people and I don't think he means to be horrible. That's just an analogy that popped into his brain and he said it. When it comes to this remark, this is it's a sack of bull offence but on its own it's not a reason to never work in the business again. However, Jim Cornette's fucking history is good reason for him not to be working in the history again. The man has physically assaulted wrestlers. The man has alienated basically every company he has ever worked with. And like, I don't and you say he doesn't um, do this on purpose, but he does it with such regularity and with like with such hyperbole that if he's not being hyperbolic, it just means he's mentally nourished. Jesus Christ! Like um, Carl, implying that Justin Roberts is a paedophile because he don't like AEW is a fucking suable offence. That's a libel offence, and he gets away with it because ooh, it's kooky old Jim Cornette. I disagree with you, Gareth. I think people have given Jim Cornette a lot of leeway, and it's just recently it snapped where it's like, oh yeah, he's just a bitter fucking cunt. Who does, he like, literally, there's a reason he can't hold down um, 